0: use all of your energy to become the most magnetic space thing you can the person who's like nine out of ten on magnetism floating through space is just going to draw more things to themselves than seven out of ten every time it's a self-perpetuating thing
1: Thanks to Shopify
2: for supporting The Kathy Heller Show. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs like myself the resources once reserved for big business. For a free 14-day trial and full access to Shopify's entire suite of features, go to shopify.com dreamjob. Also, thanks to Indeed. You can trust Indeed as a hiring partner because they want the same thing you do, finding quality candidates. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com dreamjob. Offer valid through March 31st. Also, thanks to ShipStation. With ShipStation, your small business, can now access the same rates usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies without the contracts or commitments. Use my offer code DREAMJOB to get a 60-day free trial. Make ship happen. And thanks to BetterHelp. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com dreamjob. Start living a better life today. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to the Kathy Heller Show. My heart is so full right now. I feel like jumping up and down. I feel like dancing. I feel like running through the streets and saying, do you know that Ben Rector is on the podcast? I adore Ben Rector. A lot of you probably already know him because his music is everywhere and for great reason. But if you don't know him, you are going to be in love with this person. He is such a good soul. His music is so beautiful. The messages are so amazing. You can listen to this music. You can find so much truth in it, but you can also listen to it with your family. And he's going to be on tour this summer and I'm taking my kids. And I mean, this music is so deep and it's so good. And uh, every time my family creates some kind of a montage, we always put three Ben Rector songs in it because Just the messaging is just so gorgeous and in a world where things just don't always feel so kind and we don't always see vulnerability and beauty, he reminds us of what the human spirit is about. So I'm so, so happy that he is here. So there we go, Ben Rector. I also wanted to let you know that I'm doing a retreat. I'm actually thinking of having this retreat at my home. Um, we have a bunch of people already coming and I said, you know what, you know, what might make this extra special is if we circled up and we did some yoga and some healing and some meditation. And not only did we dream into our biggest desires, but we really filled up our cups. And so there's only six spots left. If you want to find out more about it, you can go to kathyheller.com slash retreat and you can get the information there. So let's dive into This episode today. So Ben Rector is amazing. He's a singer-songwriter, musician, and record producer who has hit the Billboard charts over and over again. You've probably heard me mention his name on the show because I just love him. And if you're in any of my coaching programs, you know that I love him because we often start out by dancing to one of his songs on the Zoom calls. Some of my favorite songs of his are Loving You is Easy, 30,000 Feet, Extraordinary Magic, Brand New, Really, like, it's mostly what I listen to in my car, and my kids know all the words, so it's just, I I can't even, I I, I honestly, I wanted to have him back just to talk about all the songs and what they mean, but if you haven't heard it, go listen when you finish listening to this today, because you're welcome. You're going to love it. He has a new album that just came out. It's called The Joy of Music, and it's packed with so many great songs, including collaborations with artists like Kenny G, Snoop Dogg, Dave Koz. Plus, he made a beautiful short film to accompany the album, and it's just going to totally make your day. So go buy The Joy of Music and add it to your playlist. Watch the short film. He also has an upcoming tour. You can get tickets to that. You're definitely going to want as much Ben in your life as possible. This conversation is one that I'll never forget. Ben is so kind. He's so humble. And you can just tell that his goodness is just so palpable. It just flows through every part of his being. If you didn't already love him, After today, you're going to want his music and him to be a part of your life. So without further ado, please welcome the extraordinary, magical Ben Rector. My heart is racing. (laughs) I am like, I adore you. I'm with you every day. (laughs) I can't believe that you're sitting here. I'm freaking out.
0: I'm 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 so glad to be here. This is a wonderful welcome. I just need to record this and play it for myself on a rainy day.
2: And I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to wind up crying so many times okay. in All this right. interview. You are right. the mo- Let me just start by saying this. You're the most vulnerable, generous, kind, like, artist. i like, like, wow, I'm blown away by you.
0: You are so kind. And I just, I didn't expect such a, just an uplifting first, you know, 20 seconds. I'm, I'm ready to just run through a brick wall after this. Thank you. I've
2: seen you live and I literally have laughed with you, danced with you, cried with you so many times in my car. It's all we listen to. My kids, they're like, Ben Rector's going to be on your show today. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, you guys. All right. Let's talk about you for the next 45 minutes. Okay, awesome. So... People who listen to the show, okay, they come here because they want to find more meaning in their life. Mm-hmm. And they kind of know that there's this dream they have, but they don't always give themselves permission to like go after it. Mm-hmm. And you did. So <laughs> I want to I know a little bit about how you found yourself, this kid from Oklahoma, and became a rock star. Like, how did that happen?
0: That's that's very kind of you. I would say just to preface, I do think, and I think there are probably a lot of people like this. I'm kind of in an interesting spot because I love music. I love creative stuff. And I'm so thankful to get to do something that I love as a, a job. But also I feel like most of the time, the idea of like, give up everything, chase your dreams, like, my family is deeply practical. No one is right. like uh, a musician or is necessarily professionally creative. And that was instilled in me pretty deeply. And so my journey pursuing music never really looked like just up and move to LA with nothing right. going. It, was, it really was like little steps one after another. And so, um, and, and like at the same time, I'm pretty risk averse, but also like this is my job, which is kind of crazy. So I'm not that risk averse, I guess. But in general, (laughs) it was just little steps. And you know, I think that there's all sorts of roads to following your dreams and chasing them. But I feel like the one that is most popular is this sort of like against all odds, you move somewhere with nothing going on and you hope to whatever. And I think there's also a very real way to pursue your dreams, which is just kind of like, step by step. And that's kind of what I did. And honestly, like, that's probably the only way that I could have done it with my upbringing. Like, I don't, I don't know if I could have done it just like stone cold, you know, whatever. And that's not as like always fun or sexy as like, you know, just dropping everything. (laughs) But I think there's also people who probably are well-served who probably look at a dream and they're like, well, I can't do that. I'm not that kind of person. And I would be like, yeah, you can, like it it can fit into your, your personality or the way you're wired. I can always feel a little, or I can sometimes feel like a little bit of a odd man out among creative people, because I think I've, I still feel kind of practical and that's not like fun or cool, but at this, I'm, you know, at 35 now it's like, that's just the way that I am. And that doesn't mean that I'm not going to, do adventurous things or take risks or yeah. whatever, but that's kind of how it happened for me. And I always, I want to like put that out there when I hear people talk <laughs> about chasing their dreams, like, Hey, you could do it like this too. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So when Jason Mraz was here, he said his mom worked at bank of America and his dad built fences. So he did both of those things for a little bit. And so what was going to be your, it's hard to, Imagine him as a teller at Bank of America. But like, so he tried it on. He was like, I think I'm just going to go sing in this coffee house in San Diego. What was the other thing that you might have done?
0: Sure. So my dad worked at banks in Oklahoma. And then my mom was a part time psychologist. So she worked like on Mondays and Thursdays. And I think what I probably would have, I like entrepreneurial stuff. And while I was in college, I did a commercial real estate internship. And I actually really liked it. And I don't think I would have been especially good at that, but I enjoyed it. Like they had me looking at spreadsheets and looking at like, I don't know, all sorts of stuff. And I've since like gotten a little bit into that and I don't feel any sort of special, Oh my gosh, this is so great. But I probably would have done something pseudo entrepreneurial, whether that was, you know, done, real estate or development, or I don't know if I would have like tried to start a small business, but it yeah. would have been something in that realm. And I think the other thing too, I, I would want to say is when you're like, I couldn't imagine Jason Mraz, you know, doing that. I always want to say, I think there's a little bit of like smoke and mirrors that happens with creative jobs. And I think it's sort of like, Oh, this, this magical realm that no one could understand. And I always just want to be like any creative profession is just a professional sport that's all it is and it's weird that we don't necessarily look at athletes like that it's not like you're magical it's like wow that person is very gifted and has worked very hard and i always just feel like for me it's like could you imagine a world where you do commercial real estate it's like i could totally imagine that world like a hundred percent and i'm so thankful that i don't do that that i get to do music but when you say that about Jason Mraz, it's like, he's (laughs) unbelievably talented. And I I think the world would have lost out if he hadn't played music, but I could totally imagine him being like a very smart, funny working bank of America. (laughs) That could happen. You know what I mean? And I think in some ways, sometimes with creative stuff, it's almost like, well, like Jason Mraz is Jason Mraz and I'm not. So like, he could never work a bank job, but I have to, it's like, no, man, he's, He's just a talented guy that worked really hard. That's all it is, you know? And so I I think it's like, there's, there is opportunity for people, you know what I mean?
2: So what was the moment where you were like, Oh, but God has this plan. Like this is happening. Like what was Um, that
0: moment? I think it was probably, I was in a high school band and we played shows around town and mostly our friends came to them. And then in college, I started doing my own thing and I would say probably sophomore year. So, freshman year i played a ton of shows mostly on campus and then people bought this ep that i made and took it home and then the next year i was getting a bunch of emails from other campuses that were like come play the kappa kappa gamma Walkathon." a <laughs> yeah and um sometime during sophomore year i started to realize that my friends not that they weren't coming but i was like i don't know anybody at this show oh, wow just strangers yeah and so i think that was when i was like wow maybe I could really do this because these people don't owe me anything. Yeah, They're not like, we're here to support you. They're just like, I'm here because I like this. So I think probably somewhere, maybe late sophomore year, I started to be like, wow, this is kind of on a small scale happening. But I don't know that there was one turning point where I was like, and this is it. It was just a series of events like that. You know what I mean?
2: One of the things that I've always had as a ritual for the last several years is before I have to do something scary or go on stage or whatever, is I listen to your song "Fear." That's and so awesome. It is so awesome. It's medicine for me. Like everything awesome. you do is medicine for everybody. You are such a gift. Um, and I listen to that song, and I think the lyrics of that song they're so powerful. And you you sort of articulate this moment where you could have turned around and said, "This is just so much to handle,"
0: mm-hmm.
2: or "I'm just gonna keep." keep showing up for whatever's happening here, all of this expansion. And and because you are uniquely so humble, like you're in the, you're there, right? Like you're big and famous and all that, but you're so grounded in this goodness. And I think a lot of people think that in order to be, you know, as, as famous or as known as you are, you have to, it costs you your integrity or it costs you. So that song means so much to me. And I want you to, shed a little light on that. Like, how were you able to say, no, I'm going to allow this to happen. And and I can see a path now where I can stay true to myself and still be taken into this wave.
0: Man, you were so kind to say all that. Uh, And I'm glad you like that song. I think (laughs) I have definitely like struggled with anxiety. And I think part of the deal with music for me is as it grew, I never really was able to repeat a step comfortably. You know, it, every everything that happened, it was like a new board game. It was like, okay, I learned monopoly, yeah. I learned how to tour in a van and set stuff <laughs> up and do all that stuff. Let's do it again. And then, you know, the next tour, it was like, it's not monopoly; it's shoots and ladders now. And I'm like, oh oh, I gotta play shoots and ladders. And I I care deeply about doing a good job, and I, it's it's scary to me to be like. What if you don't do a good job or what if you look silly or whatever? So I think especially for the first, maybe like, I don't know, five or eight years of my career, it was just a new board game every time. Mm. And that kind of changed my experience with music because instead of what it started out as, which was this sort of joyful, fun thing, it felt very daunting. It felt like I was like climbing a mountain above my skill level all the time. And so I realized that that was becoming like a big, that was my experience with music. And I realized I probably need to readjust how I'm viewing this because I just can't keep doing this for that much longer. I remember in that song, I'm kind of talking about like, I was sure that I was done. That was a real thing for a long time. I kept thinking when I am 30, I'm going to quit music because I just can't keep doing this. It's too hard on me. And I think I realized I was like, Hey, I have to figure out how to keep doing this because it's. I was so sure that it would go away. People would get tired of it or whatever. <laughs> and then it it didn't. And so I was like, okay, now part of my job is figuring out how to find peace and how to enjoy this. And I think I realized that you know, fear is going to be a natural reaction to vulnerability. Yeah. Because anytime you put a show on sale or put a record out. There's a very real chance that people will say, I don't like this that much. I don't like this as much as the other stuff, or I don't like this anymore or whatever. And for someone who's anxious, that's daunting. You know, that's, it's daunting to put yourself out there. So I realized I was like, okay, if I can't just turn fear off and if I'm going to keep doing this, I'm going to need to learn how to coexist with it because there's no changing, no matter how many times you've played a show or spoken in front of people or whatever, There's no changing that that's going to be an intense experience at this point i don't know many shows i've played i have enough muscle memory to know that it's it's gonna go good but (laughs) it's still an intense experience you're still it's like you could skydive a million times yeah and every time you skydive there's a reality that's like hey like this is going to be intense this is a my brain is going to tell me this is a dangerous situation so ever since that song it's a constant state of like i want to be working on that and finding peace um yeah, that's, that's kind of where it came from. That was a shift in my mind, but it's really more of like practicing like yoga or running. It's a, it's a constant practice for me.
2: Yeah. That's so like you to be so vulnerable and and share all of that. That makes a lot of sense. And I think it helps people to hear, like even Ben Rector just said, it. you could skydive a million times. It's still a big deal. It and is.
0: I, I, and I think honestly, every I, the more people that I run into that I respect or admire, everybody feels like that. Nope. Yeah. I remember I got to write with like a hero of mine a long time ago. And I was, things were kind of at a stage where I was maybe going to tour in a bus and how does this work? And I was, you know, (laughs) I just like spilled my guts to this guy about like, "Ah, I don't know how to do this and I'm nervous and I'm scared, but I want to do good. And I want to whatever. I talked for probably like 30 minutes straight and I finished expecting him to be like, here's the secrets. And he was just like, yeah, man. (laughs) And I was like, And I was like, this is going to be like forever, isn't it? And he was like, yep, welcome. (laughs) This is it. And I was like, oh, dang. Damn it. And And he's like, you know, has done awesome stuff. And I was expecting him to be like, well, here's how to navigate that. And he's just kind of like, welcome to the club, dude. This is what doing a creative thing at a high level looks like. And I was like, okay, great. You know?
2: Yeah. So I was in LA for 18 years. We just Mm -hmm. left recently and I had two record deals. I was signed to Interscope. I was signed to Atlantic, dropped both times. And then I wound up licensing music. And then I wound up starting a podcast, which was such a gift. But Mm -hmm. what I've seen you do, and my friends in the LA sort of hotel cafe scene, we used to talk about you in the sense that Oftentimes when you sign with a label, they have you write with a lot of people Mm -hmm. and it's very easy to lose yourself. It's very easy to start writing things, to try to chase some other sound and the way you write and you're literally like everyone's best friend from camp. It's like, oh, you know, Ben, (laughs) he's my best friend, right? It's like, it's the most genuine, open-hearted, gorgeous, kind. I'm serious. And everybody feels this way because it's just the truth. How <laughs> on earth did you go inside the belly of the beast and hold on for dear life and be like, yeah, so there's this thing called love and um, I'm just not going to give uh, it up.
0: You know, I, I feel like some of that, was really just circumstantial because I think I, I graduated college in 2009 which I feel like was just the beginning of the tail end or maybe the middle of the tail end of, you know, I always think about it as the VH1 you ought to know era. It's like a <laughs> lot of, who, was, not you. It's like, I know, I know, but it was, it was a lot of singer songwriters with like, it was just a ton of cool first records, like cool right. production, cool instrumentation, but really catchy. I loved that music. It was, it was Jason Mraz. It was mm. um, you know, all, all of those people. I came around just like probably, I don't know, four years too late to just like sign up for that program. And as I was graduating and as things were getting big enough that, you know, we were talking to labels and stuff, it didn't have quite the heat that like people maybe eight years older than me, it was just like, sign me up, man, like, let's do it. And so iTunes was taking off. And I essentially was just like, well, I don't know if that's going to be really a viable option for me. Cause you know, we, we talked to everybody, but I didn't feel great about the teams and it didn't seem like it was really what was happening and the deals weren't great. And I was like, I'm just going to do this independently, which, you know, was really just because of the time and place that I started really doing it professionally. And I think honestly, it would have been, if I had been eight years older at that time, I probably would have just signed and it would have been very difficult for me to, not just be like, I don't know. Yeah. Tell me what to do. And because I came along when I did, I think that's a large part of why my creative career looks like it does because I essentially had to A&R myself. And at no point was there the right partnership to just turn the keys over to somebody else. It was always growing enough that I was like, I think I could maybe run farther on my own than I could with a label at this time. And, and I, don't, I don't know how it would have been different if I had signed with Interscope or Columbia or whoever, but that never felt like the best option for me. And so what ended up happening was just, I had to kind of steer my own ship and there I didn't really have people around me telling me, this is what you need to do. I was just making it all up. And I don't think that was coming from a place of like, cause I know what's best. It was kind of just a necessity. Cause I, you know, we, we could have signed on, I think any of the records, but I just don't think yep. the deals would have been good at all. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. I don't, I, I can't make this work in my head. So basically I just kept going. So I, I didn't set out to be like, I'm going to be independent forever. It's just, you know, I came along at this really weird time where that was a viable option and the other options traditionally just didn't work quite as well. And I think there was just enough of a ball rolling for me that I was like, this is too much to give up for, you know, a whatever percent chance that this just like explodes In total honesty, I was kind of scared. I always have been of it just like exploding. I was like, would that do bad things to me? (laughs) Do Do I, do I want that? That always felt a little bit scary. And I also never had like a perfect teed up opportunity that I think, I think for me to have that opportunity, I would have needed to have been. 21 in like 2002 and not 2000 whenever I was 21. I don't know. Yeah. That's that's really it.
2: I was told there'd be no math. You're like, I'm not here. (laughs) This conversation is so good, but before we keep going, we're just going to thank our sponsors. We've all had moments where we feel stuck or we're not as happy as we want to be. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's super convenient. You can connect in a safe and private online environment and start communicating under 48 hours, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is available worldwide and offers a broad range of expertise like depression, stress, anxiety, trauma, relationships, self-esteem, anger, grief, and anything you share is completely confidential. You're going to get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule a weekly video or phone sessions and send a message to your counselor anytime. I was feeling really overwhelmed last year. So I went to BetterHelp and I talked to two different online counselors about what I was going through. And I found it so helpful just to have that space to process what I was dealing with. I know that traditional offline counseling can be expensive. So I love that BetterHelp has financial aid available also. And it's making therapy more accessible to everyone. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So start living a happier life today. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash dream job. Join over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash dreamjob for 10% off your first month. Thanks, BetterHelp. You might have ended last year with shopping delays, shortage supplies, holiday demand. What a mess. And now you're ringing in the new year with impatient customers returns and expensive shipping rates. It's time to switch to an easy, convenient shipping solution that can handle all your e-commerce painlessly, ShipStation. With ShipStation, you can save time by importing orders from any sales channel, Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or your own website into one simple interface. You can manage them anywhere, even on your phone. I love that ShipStation lets you use any carrier and have access to deeply discounted rates that are usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies without the contracts or commitments. Plus, they'll automate just about any shipping task and remove the headache of dealing. With returns and return tracking. So they're helping you save time, money, and your sanity. I think it's important to streamline the systems within your business and ShipStation makes shipping the easy part of having an online store so you can focus on those bigger ideas that actually move your business forward. No wonder 98% of companies that use ShipStation for a year keep using it as long as they're in business. It's that good. Ship more in less time with ShipStation. Use my offer code DreamJob to get a 60-day free trial that's two months free of no hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top. Of the page and type in dream job ship station, make ship happen. I get letters from people saying, Okay, but how do you meet that person who gives you the break and da da, da da? And it's like, what you just said was, I'm just gonna take this sailboat. No, you know, we love your song sailboat. I'm just gonna take this out myself, right? I'm just gonna chart my own course and look what happened. Like, you didn't hinge it all on like, well, if Clive Davis doesn't show up for me and get it, it's like, he doesn't need to get it. I get it. That is so powerful. And look what it's done. And you haven't had to compromise the lyrics. you write. You haven't had to say things or wear things or be someone that you're not. And it's probably helped you have a better marriage and be a better yeah. dad. Cause you, yeah. so what do you say to people? Because that is like a magical power to realize that like God is with you, right? Mm-hmm. You got this. Nobody mm-hmm. else knows better than you, but so often people are waiting for someone to come along. So what would you say to
0: them? I think, so I've, I've actually thought about this a lot. This is Going to be super random and may not make sense, but <laughs> I think you can work on your like overall magnetism. Like when you see, mm-hmm. um, think about like Willie Nelson for example.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whether consciously or subconsciously, what he is, he's like if he was a video game character, like overall <laughs> magnetism score would be incredibly high. You're just like, I have to know more about this person, right. and it, you're such a, a thing. So I feel like pretend like creative endeavors or trying to do something creative. It's like you're floating in just like outer space and you're an asteroid, right? Mm -hmm. You can work on your magnetism score. You can write better and better songs. You can present yourself better. You can, whatever that is. And so you can't really control if your magnetism is going to just like pull a bunch of small things toward yourself, or if your magnetism is going to like pull you towards a giant asteroid, but you can, Let's say your magnetism score right now is like, I'm like a six out of 10. It's like, if you can be a 10 out of 10, there's no way this doesn't work a little bit. Worst case scenario would be like me, which is like my magnetism is pretty high, but I've never flown by an asteroid that was like, this is the sickest asteroid ever. It's like perfect timing at, you know, Columbia records. And my magnetism just like popped me into the asteroid where it's like, wow, you're a part of this now because your magnetism is so high. I haven't like flown close enough to anything like that at the right time, but just hanging in free space because my magnetism scores high. I'm just like pulling space dust towards me the whole time. And yeah. so like you can, that can work or you can kind of like be at the right place at the right time. And if you're magnetic enough, you get pulled towards something else that's bigger and it helps you. So to me, I would say anybody that's like, how do I do that? I would be like, use yeah. all of your energy to become the most magnetic, Space thing you can, and that is the most you songs and the most you branding and like improving uh. it. So anytime you're in front of somebody, if it's on a TV show or opening for someone or at an open mic or whatever, if your magnet magnetism score is ten out of ten, anything you come in contact with, people are gonna be like, "Whoa, dang!" And you you might not get lucky. You might not have Clive Davis be at the open mic. Mm-hmm. And that's, you can't do anything about that. But if your magnetism is nine or 10 out of 10, everybody at that open mic is going to be like, have you heard of this person? This is crazy. (laughs) So that to me is the only thing you can control because you can't control whether or not fill in the blank music tycoon is like, you're my favorite thing ever, but you can control how magnetic you are. And then every opportunity you get, if it was a space race, the person who's like nine out of 10 on magnetism floating through space is just going to draw more things to themselves than seven out of 10 every time. It's a self-perpetuating thing.
2: It's one of the coolest things I've ever heard on the show. And I don't think it's random. It makes so much sense. And I love it. I want everyone to go back and rewind and listen to that every morning. Cause it, it's just like, nectar like that's pure truth and i mentioned before i was like i'm more nervous to talk to you than deepak Chopra. but he said he was here a couple weeks ago and he said that um if you say to yourself like i am ben rector i am kathy heller you you have certain images and thoughts and feelings but you just say i am it connects you with like the one i am which is like this whatever, whether you want, I say God, some people don't like that. Whatever you say, Einstein said it was a unified field. And right. he said, and it's magnetic, right? And we live in this world that's so much more vibration, talking about how music, literally, I just saw today, my friend, Rachel Platten, she just sent me an article that says the music is, it's healing, literally just listening to sounds, right? It's proven totally. it, was in, it was in the LA Times, right? So that we live in a vibrational world. And that makes so much sense what you just said. It's like, it's not outside of you. And there is this it is a magnet and yeah. you do have a vibration and you just said it in a way that I feel like people can really like tangibly think about how you could like apply that to your own creative or purpose-driven life. That was and, amazing.
0: Yeah. And, and I think I understand that it feels probably so daunting if you're outside of a creative field to be like, how do you even begin to get into that? And I would say really how you get to begin to get into it is become magnetic enough to where every time you get an opportunity It might not be like world changing for you, but everybody at the coffee shop or everybody at the whatever is like, whoa, what is going on over there? Because (laughs) if you don't have that kind of like compounding effect, you're going to need to be incredibly lucky. And to me, it's like, you can't mechanize luck. You can't teach. It's like, go win the lottery, I guess. So I'd be like, if you're serious about wanting to do it, you can raise your magnetism score by like a 10th of a point every week if you try really hard. And so if you're like, I'm going to spend a year becoming the most magnetic version of whatever I do. Every opportunity you get, you'll have a compounding effect of like growth versus like, why isn't it happening? It's like, well, if you're six out of 10 magnetism score, it's just going to be hard. And if you're eight out of 10, it's going to be a lot easier. So if you can increase that, it's just going to be easier.
2: Let's talk about your magnetism, um, which shows up in so many ways. And one of the things that you do that is again, so unique to you is like you'll put together a video and you'll invite fans to come with you on roller coasters, or you'll be like, literally there's been so many times where I'm like, he could have taken the path of being on SNL. He's so funny. Like he's uh, so genuine and he has such a good time being silly. So that's not typically again, what songwriters usually do. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, you almost think that the the more morose you are, right. The more serious you are, like the more, famous you'll become when they zig you're always zagging you're like oh this will be fun let's just get you know get a bunch of people together be silly where does that come to you and how do you allow yourself to co-sign that instead of being like oh i think i need to look a certain way
0: and be? I, i think i think part of it is i just don't really have the card of morose cool guy to play it's just not to go to the magnetism it's like i have friends that are just so cool they just exude coolness and that is part of their magnetism. They're like, just look at me. It is awesome. And I just, I've never really had that card. And so you are sort of like, you show up to the whatever competition and it's like, what tricks can you do? And I'm like, I can't do that trick. So like, what other tricks can you do? Like, um, I could try to be funny or whatever. <laughs> so, so I don't know if that's like a calculated thing as much as it's like, I have to, I have to do something and I feel very uncomfortable being, you know, put me in the back of a convertible in an awesome outfit right, and shades right. and have me look cool. <laughs> My gut is just like, people are going to want to watch that because it's just not. I'm not going to be very effective in that setting. I will look uncomfortable and they will be like, you look uncomfortable. So some of it is just that I don't really have that card, the cool musician card to play. So I've had to take inventory of what other things I can do that comfortably. And so humor is a part of that. And some of it, I mean, honestly, the fan thing, part of that was just a creative idea because I was like, I think I would enjoy that. And I think we could pull it off maybe for less money than like a crazy video shoot in the desert. So it it was a combination of like, it sounds fun and doable. And I think we're actually going to be able to do it. So that really and truly that's not any more complicated than just like, this is the only solution I see for this, things I can do and things we can control. So let's do it, you know?
2: Um, we're gonna talk about your new record in one second. Talk about magnetism and special and out of the box. It's in- extraordinary. But before we get to that, I wanna talk about how so many of your songs, and I hope I don't cry when I say it because then I can't get the question out. But um, like I listen to literally all of your songs, and there there's a message that's so clear. Like that song Extraordinary Magic, we um you know, we've made these montages of like the moments our daughters were born. Mm-hmm. And I always have that song playing, like when I'm in the delivery room
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it's, um, it's such a beautiful song, right? Like people don't get it. Like we just miss that there's something so special yeah. and that song does such a good job of letting people know it and you sing it in such a genuine way. And I'm curious, like, there's so many moments in your songs that come back to that place. And that's a very unique thing also. where not every artist, like some artists are talking about their breakups or they're talking about journeys that they've gone through. And you you talk about lots of things, but there are these songs where it's like, and you matter, right? Like, and you do it in a way where it's not campy. It's like, it just hits. So is that a... Part of you, when you go to sleep at night, is there something that you're hoping that your songs like do for people or a message? Is there a sort of through line in the work? And does it have anything to do with that?
0: Um, first, thank you so much. This is just great. This is, I'm going to just like replay this podcast and come, I'm feeling down. I feel like
2: she um, really loves me and sees me
0: what, what millions of us do. I, I really appreciate it. Um, I think, I never want to be too like grandiose, but I do feel like, and I'm not a monk. I'm not, I only do this for the, you know, the most like perfect reasons. Right. There are selfish reasons that I do this. I I want to like provide for my family and I want to like, right. I want, I want people to think that I'm good at it. Like that's definitely right. part of it. Right. But I think if I look at what I think is good that I can hopefully do is I do want people to feel like comforted or feel like there's a hug. Like, I hope people are just like, oh, I feel like seen and I feel at peace. I want it to be like a medicinal almost. And I think that, again, I'm not saying that all oh, my music is like so important and it heals people. I don't, I don't feel like that, but I do think that I hope that some service I'm providing is just like putting good things out in the world that bring people peace. And that's definitely, I don't think that I'm, initially setting out with that objective i'm not like i'm gonna write a song that will resonate with people right but i think i am drawn to things that feel like whole and good and like a good thing in the world i'm just drawn to that because i think when i'm old and when god's like what'd you do out there i'd be like did this you know
2: <laughs> yeah that song um the men that drive me places like there's been so much pain and stuff in our country, you know, in the Mm. last couple of years, it's so Mm. sad. Like, I feel like pain is inevitable. It's a part of life, but Mm -hmm. suffering feels optional. And the amount of suffering for like unnecessary suffering, Mm -hmm. I just feel like that song, like if we all sat down and listened to that song, it's like, that's the point I'm making. It's like, you're never making this grand. Look at me. I'm a, it's just, it's so just who you are. Or like thirty thousand feet, like every song just has that like, and I remember sitting with Craig Calvin because for a minute I was signed to Atlantic, and I mentioned my kids before, and how much they love you, and he said to me, his son Rye at the time was like nine, and he's like, you know there's very few artists that I sign. I can take my son to the concert, and I want to be the kind of dad that like makes music that like sure. I can take him, yeah, and what I love about your music is all of my friends, uh, they know what's up. Like we all love you yeah. and always oh, new stuff is coming out, you know, and my kids, right. Kids know when something is like genuine, mm. they love it. And like that, that's awesome. That's such a gift, right. That you mm-hmm. can do that. Like you can, it can land mm. in both places. So, I just thank you because we have literally like, I can't even count the hours that we've played. We just went to Blackberry mountain. We drove from Florida we've gone twice. This place
0: is incredible.
2: Freaking off the chain. It's so good. I saw you post in a picture and I know the scenery. I was like, he's there. We weren't there at the same time, but the whole way there and back, we've gone twice and we listened to you the entire way there and back. So um, so I just want to say thank you for doing that. And I hope that if if you guys are listening and you know, you probably know brand new and you probably know a few of the, like, go listen to these songs and play these songs for your family because 94% of this audience is women. You guys have kids like this should be your go-to playlist and you have a new record, the joy of yeah. music, and it's so out of the box. <laughs> so how much fun was it to make this record? And what was your hope that people would walk away with?
0: Yeah, it it was the most fun I've had, and I think it was the first time that I was able to create something without any expectations. Because I I essentially I recorded another record, seven songs before I started this one, and then the pandemic hit, and I started to reapproach writing not with the intent of I want to redo the record, but it just I sort of like fell into this like I sort of like hit a vein and was like, whoa, this is this thing that's happening. I think a big part of it was for the first time, instead of my creativity being like kind of broken up and pulled in different directions with, Oh, I got to go play a show. And then I got to go do this thing and whatever. And just being free of the expectation. Cause I've, I've definitely felt pressure to be like, Oh, I need to make this work. I need to make great stuff for the first time in the beginning of the pandemic. It was like, I can't do anything. Like I I can't shoot a video. I can't play a single show. Yeah. And so, I was able to just write because I loved it. And I think I just found, I don't, I don't know how that happened. Um, It was so fun to make, (laughs) and for the first time, instead of keeping kind of all the songs in my head and then going and recording them all at the same time, the guy that I worked with some on magic, uh, we will like produce my stuff together. I was able to, as soon as I started writing a song, I would send him a text because he has a studio at his house and he has like a studio studio. It's like are you around can you record and so basically as i'm writing it i'm like making the scratch track and then we're recording it like that evening and so i was able to like ride the wave from concept to like fruition in the same kind of path oh, cool. and it was just so fun so it was a great time mm-hmm. and I think it's for the first time, I'm just all the way excited about a record, which is really fun for me.
2: Oh my gosh. Do you, I know this is like asking you your favorite kid, but is there a favorite song on the record or like today? Does it change every day? Like, do you have one today? That's your favorite. I
0: think think it just kind of depends on what flavor I like. There's a song called heroes that I like a lot because I feel like it touches on a kind of complicated subject of Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I grew up as a Christian, and I would still consider myself that, but also the way that I see the world is a lot different than it was when I was 16. And I realized Mm -hmm. that like, I am so nostalgic for being younger because the world is simple when you're young. And as you get older, it just isn't anymore. And it's really hard to reconcile that with any sort of like belief system because it just gets complicated. It's just like, oh man, this doesn't make sense because I thought it was this way. And then it's actually way more complicated. Um, And that's, I think anybody that grew up in any kind of faith that gets older, deals with those questions. And it's a fun thing for me to get to say, because it's like, I'm still in there. I'm still trying to figure it out. And I'm still like, a part of that but it's really hard sometimes and i think that there's not a lot of voices saying that because the people that are like i'm all in i go to first baptist they're like this isn't nuanced at all it's simple and i want to be like it's not simple or there's a lot of people that are like i used to believe in that and it's not simple so i'm out now so there's not i feel like there's not a ton of people i hear like living in that tension of like hey like this doesn't make any sense and sometimes i'm like is this real at all maybe not i don't know right feels good to say that um I like the song daughter. That one's fun. I kind of like joy. It's the last song on the record. It's almost like a, not a hymn, but like, I don't Mm -hmm. know. It's like a gospel song almost, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I'm just excited for people to hear it.
2: They're all so good. And what you just said, that's yet another very brave thing, you know, growing up in that part of the country, it's Mm -hmm. hard to even like, say anything other than like, this is the way this is. And I actually was a world religion major. I just like started reading these books in college and I was like, wait, I can get a degree in this. And uh, then I went to Jerusalem and I stayed for three years and lived there and learned and studied and and just like walked these 3000 year old steps. So I'm like, what a a real life. Thanks for saying that. I can't believe Ben Rector just, you said that to me, but thank you. And so, yeah, I think that's another reason I connect to you. But I do feel like we had Marianne Williamson here a few weeks Mm -hmm. ago and she was like, every wave is connected to every wave and every wave is connected to the ocean. And so it's like, in a way it's complex. And in a way it's like, we're all these waves that are really, it's an illusion to think we're separate and the ocean is what's connecting us all. So that is God, you know, that is it.
0: Totally. I think the difficulty is how do you sort of meld a specific worldview With that kind of complicated truth of like, oh, like it feels weird to me that, you know, 17 year old me would have been like, well, like everybody who didn't grow up in America is kind of of out of luck. It's just like, that doesn't seem right, man. That doesn't seem like God to me at all. And then it's like, well, okay, then what does that mean? It's like, I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah. I I think a different thing than I used to. And a lot of people like would think that's scary, but there's, I agree with you. I think it probably is simple, but it's, yeah. it gets complicated when it's like, well, how do you reconcile these things? You know? Yeah.
2: But if it like if we could put Jesus and Siddhartha and Moses all in a room, they'd just be hugging it out. They'd just be like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. they like, what you said, yeah. what you said, what you said, yeah. right? Same, I same. Think, I don't
0: think they'd be fist fighting. I don't think.
2: No, no, no. Was- okay, there's a few more things I want to cover, but first a quick ad break. I know hiring can be a challenge, so it's time for a hiring partner that can help you rise to the challenge. That's Indeed. Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. When I was building my team, I could spend hours searching on job sites, crossing my fingers that I would find the right person. And even then, the candidates were not always a match. So I love that Indeed provides you with these time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews to streamline this process. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description and you can invite them to apply right away. And with virtual interviews, you can message, schedule, and interview top talent seamlessly all in one place. It's easy to connect with all your applicants and you don't even need to install anything extra. Indeed's virtual interviews work from your browser so you can save yourself from a headache and interview virtually with no downloads, no plugins, or purchases. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash dreamjob. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash DreamJob to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash DreamJob. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I love that sound. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify is more than a store. It helps you connect with your customers, drive sales, and manage your day-to-day. Supercharge your knowledge, your sales, and your success for a free 14-day trial. Go to shopify.com slash dream job, all lowercase. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving you the resources and tools once reserved for big business, customized for you with a great looking online store that brings your idea to life. I'm such a fan of how Shopify makes it super easy for anyone to successfully run their own business. It really opens the doors to endless possibilities and gives you the confidence to run your own store. You don't even need any coding or design experience. Shopify powers millions of entrepreneurs from first sale to full scale. And every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. Plus with 24 seven support, you're never alone. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash dream all lowercase for a free 14 day trial and get full access to shopify's entire suite of features start selling on shopify today go to shopify.com slash dream job right now so so many good things and let's just talk about the fact that ben rector pairs up with not just dave coz but snoop like man on what planet
0: did you pull this off so i mean for real and this is again a fundamentally different headspace that i was in for whatever reasons ever since i started working on this record i usually am like i don't know like is this going to turn out good? Are people going to like this? And for whatever reason on this record, I just had this overwhelming feeling. I was like, this is going to work. And I've never felt like that. And so when I worked on the song Sunday, immediately I was like, I want Snoop Dogg (laughs) to be on this song. And I think he's going to do it, which is ridiculous. I don't, that's that's so counter to the way that I am. And
2: he'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: I talked to manager <laughs> Greg and I was like, Greg, I want to get Snoop on this song. And he was like, okay. And I was like, how do we do that? And so it was, a, it was kind of a saga, but it totally happened and it is truly wild. Uh, and it was funny is I kind of teased it a little bit and I think uh, people thought that I was maybe joking. And I'm like, I, I feel <laughs> like I am joking. My daughter, Jane, if I'm like listening to a mixed revision in the car, she's in the car, we're driving somewhere. And she would occasionally tell people, she tells people everything. She's like, my dad has funny guy Snoop on a song. I was like, he's not, he's not new. And i, I Hillary's like, can she tell people that? I was like, I think so. No one's going to believe her. No one's going to be like, Oh yeah. Snoop dog. But it, it, it's truly wild. And I'm so pumped that it happened.
2: What was it like? Like what? Cause this is such a, you know, hard left turn from the world that he's usually in. Totally. Um, how did he receive you? Like, what yeah. was that like?
0: I, was, I was like, I can tell you exactly what it was like. And so we did it all. <laughs> we did it all remotely. It was while he was doing the Olympics, him and Kevin Hart were doing commentating for the Olympics. Yeah. So basically his manager was like, well, first things first, we have to see if Snoop likes the song and then we'll talk about the rest of it. I guess he liked the song. Cause so he's like, oh let's do God. this. And then we went back and forth trying to work out like, how are we going to pay him? What's that's going to look like? And then the, the scariest part for me was his manager. After we figured that out, was like, okay, if you want to do this, this is how it goes. Snoop does it one time. There's no redos. Oh, okay. He does this thing. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And again, three years ago, me would have been like, I can't do that. This is expensive. And I'm worried he's not going to be very good or whatever. And Greg was like, you sure you want to do this? And I was just like, we came all this way, man. Let's do it. <laughs> so we made sure it was going to be clean. I was like, yeah. just, I don't, don't know if Snoop if you right. familiar with my catalog, but it needs to be <laughs> PG at most. And so there was a little bit of a hiccup because he did rap about weed, which I was like, it's, it's legal in California, whatever. But I'm not sure like a mom in Kansas wants to hear Snoop rap about National Blunt Day. And so yeah. when they finally sent the track to me, I got it at like seven in the morning and I was like nervous to listen to it. And so his uh. rap initially was, you got me feeling like Chick-fil-A was open on a Sunday, like I realized green and made it the national blunt day. And I was just like, damn it. Gosh, Snoop, why did you say that? And this so I don't have my audience. I know yeah. I, and I, was like, I, I can't use it now. And so I went out, I came out right here on this computer and microphone. And I was like thinking, I was like, how can I fix this? And so basically I rapped over him a couple of oh, times my God. and I was worried then I was like, okay, we fixed it. And Greg was like, we actually can't, edit what he said because that's like I don't know if we can do that because he's like that's what I sent you you can't change it so then it was another saga of like I hope they're cool with that and they ended up being great and it worked out but uh, it was hilarious and I was just like and he actually it seems like he actually cared about it he was about to record it and texted we counted the bars differently if the song was like 75 BPM he was counting as 150 and oh. he said he would do 8 bars and he's like this isn't very long. I'll rap longer than this. If you want me to, I was like, we can let you rap wrong longer than that. If you want to, I think this is probably right. But we'll send you another one. But so uh, I think, I mean, snoop and i didn't get to hang or anything this was kind of still a little bit covid times but he did a great job he, he did all his ad libs i was like i was editing him i was like i'm editing snoop's ad libs this is crazy That's insane
2: and yeah. like how cool that you just like had that download you're like we're doing this and then it and then it was and it's cool it's gonna in- introduce him to a whole another market that maybe doesn't <laughs> but uh him at that halftime show i have to i was like it was
0: the best we we were at we took like a couple's trip and uh we were all watching it and we were just like oh my god that happened we were like i
2: I was like changed by it like talk about claiming your space he just like walks out
0: oh my gosh We, we were all literally like i think he might be the most effortlessly cool yeah, person in exactly. existence. We, I mean, it's exactly. like, there's not a cooler person. It was incredible.
2: Exactly. Although I don't know, Ben Rector, I'm going to maybe vote for you.
0: Wow. That's like, very kind of you.
2: Your cover of, I want to dance with somebody. Like how does somebody make that cover? What is it? 25 minutes long. And I listen to it over and over. I'm like, this is the <laughs> best thing I've ever heard. You're like, they say don't end on a cover, but no, I'm not too worried about that. So, yeah. and then it's like, I'm obsessed with you. Like if you can't tell, you are just the most genuine, life-giving, delicious human that God made. And I'm so here for it.
0: You are so kind to say that. I'm just a reflection of truth. Wow. You're the
2: cutest and your fam. It's the best. So you have a tour coming up. (laughs) Finally, we're going to get to see you on tour. Tell us where we can get tickets for your tour.
0: So this is not a plug for my website. I don't care if you spend time on web- my website or not. I just, the, t- the ticketing world has gotten weird. A bunch mm-hmm. of people will purchase like essentially fake domain names. It's like benrectortour.com and it looks official and it's actually a scam. So I would, I, I would say probably go to Ticketmaster. That's going to be like 90% of the shows, but some of the shows are done not through Live Nation, maybe like three of the shows. So Ticketmaster is actually selling like StubHub tickets. So I would say just go to my website to the tour section, and you're not going to, you will go to the proper ticketing websites from my website. Because if you just Google like Ben Rector Tour, there's like eight websites that aren't real websites and they'll overcharge you or give you fake okay. tickets. So I would just say go to BenRectorMusic.com or you could just go to Ticketmaster if you want to.
2: Um, just tell us like three or four of some of the cool cities you're going to be at for people listening.
0: I would come, I'd come to the show in Atlanta. We're playing an awesome venue there. It's called the Amaris Bank Amphitheater. I would come to DC. We're playing Wolf Trap, which I've never played before. It's incredible. It's like this giant wooden amphitheater with a wooden ceiling. It's really cool. And then, ah, uh, gosh, I would come. We're playing two shows in Salt Lake at the Sandy Amphitheater, I think. And that's a cool outdoor like amphitheater in the mountains. Come to those.
2: Oh my God. You guys get tickets because I'm going to be there and I'll see you guys at the show. Then tell them where you want them to find the record. What's your handle, Instagram, all the things.
0: Instagram is Ben underscore Rector. There's a British photographer who's very early on Instagram. whose (laughs) name's Ben Rector. So he got that. I know we think we can maybe get it back, but at this point it's just, it's been so long. So, uh, and after that, like, Listen to the record wherever you want to listen to it. It's on all the platforms. Amazon pays the most. You could do that. But honestly, just listen to it wherever you want to listen to it.
2: You're such a gift. You, you, you. This has
0: been a gift to me. I just, I'm walking away from this, just like floating. I'm going to go back inside and like, just walk inside and be like, yes, that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah.
2: This is what it feels like when you're genuinely loved. And I literally feel so lucky that I can make you feel that way because I am an ambassador for so many people who wish they could sit here and just like share this with you.
0: This is, I mean, this is, this has been super life-giving for me, probably the most, the best I've felt after doing a podcast. So that's a gift to me. I really,
2: Uh, that's the best. Well, I'm going to DM you and say hello. And um, I'm always here to support you and just continue on my friend. God is going to continue to bless this path. It's just, if he, if God has a fridge, your pictures on it, it's like (laughs) just you, he's just like, that's my guy, that guy, look at him. That's He's so kind. It's the truth. I know Thank it. I know you. it.
0: Thank
2: uh, you. Uh, have an amazing day. Thank you for Me coming. Too. Take it easy. Ah, I just love him so much. What a dream come true. All right. Here are the takeaways. Number one, take one little step after another. Number two, there's all sorts of roads to following and chasing your dreams. Number three, you can't turn fear off. So learn how to coexist and find peace with it. It's a constant practice. Number four, steer your own ship, take your sailboat out and chart your own course. Number five, use all your energy to become the most magnetic you can. Raise your magnetism score, even if it's just a tenth of a point at every chance you get. When you're magnetic, you're going to attract all kinds of space dust and asteroids of opportunity. And number six, you don't have to try and play the cool kid card. You can just be you and do the things that you like. Thank you so much for being here. I just can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I just love that we've gotten to take this ride together for the last five years, and it just keeps getting better. We have so many great guests coming on and if you enjoyed this episode today or if you've been enjoying this podcast, you know it would really help a lot. Leave us a review. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and the second best thing you can do is post about this on your social media and tag me at Kathy.Heller and tag Ben at Ben underscore Rector and maybe just add one little thing that you enjoyed about today because it really helps more than you know when you leave reviews and you post about it and people start to come and they start to listen it just it helps us so much to find our way so that more people know about this this little show i mean in the last five years it's just incredible we've never signed with a network and we've just been doing our own thing and we're we're coming up on 30 million downloads soon it's just thanks to you guys and this incredible connection i'm so grateful for it so thank you for being here if the show did touch you and you can think of someone who would love it, please email them the link or text it to them. But definitely if you have not left us a review on iTunes, please do. And to say thank you, if you send me a screenshot of the review that you leave, uh, I'll send you back a code so you can go to Starbucks and get whatever drink you want. All right. I love you so much. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you soon.